Welcome to Hello. this week's Scott Steiner Mathcast episode. Um, I'm going to christen this episode Mitch because it's my fucking yeah. playlist, bitches. Um, so yeah, we'll get on to that in a bit, but there's going to be some fuckery and light tubes and good times. Um, but we're going to have a bit of a chat about what the fuck has happened this week because there's been some stuff. Stuff's happened. A uh, bit of Noah... Uh, with a great title match, a little bit of AW with some <laughs> madness announcements that uh, has set the internet ablaze. Um, NXT snuck in there with an event. Don't know if anyone watched Ugh. it. Um, Ooh. Who knows? Ooh. Ooh, I did mean uh, to. Yeah, well, Cole, you represent everyone in the wrestling community. Um, <laughs> yeah, we all meant to watch Done Bad at least. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> right, first up, uh, Noah was last... When was it? Shit. Last week sometime. Forget when it was now. Um, doesn't matter, because whenever you listen to this, whatever I say is going to be wrong. So it was before this. Recently. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. Uh, <laughs> this month. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so um, it happened. Fuck me. Uh, all right, Muto. I'm just going to step in. Avatar all match and fucking win. Doesn't matter on 58. Who gives a fuck? What a lad. What a lad. Um, yeah, it was very cool. Be honest, this is the... I did say to you two, actually, this year is the year I really want to start watching full Noah events and really getting invested and getting into it. I've been super, very much like only the key, key things I've watched for Noah, but I really want to invest some time into it. And this is the first match I've watched start to finish. Well, I think start to finish. Maybe the undercard was a different stream, um, but the the main matches uh, and the main event um, I definitely watched, which was awesome. Um, yeah, boys, what are you saying? You both watched it, didn't you? Yeah, first yep. full no event I've seen in two years, and the one I saw two years ago was because I was there in Corcoran Hall, and um, did a similar thing to you, Mitch. Got back from that event a couple of years ago and went, "This will be the year I." check out Noah and it just hasn't happened <laughs> so well, was there a pandemic happening no so we've all got time let's all watch some Noah <laughs> yeah <sighs> but as for this event um, it was a good mixture of there was a lot of clashing between older generations and newbies mm-hmm. uh, but without without it ever being obvious which way it was going to go you did have uh, Marafuji got pinned didn't he by young man. <laughs> young man. Yeah, young young man. What is this a YMCA song? What happened? Young man. Marafuji in that they were like the generations tag match and then Marafuji being older yeah. generation lost to young man. I've totally forgotten the man's name. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel bad. I should have had to fucking <laughs> He's gonna have to fuck me. He's gonna have Ki- to work Kiyomiya. harder. Okay. Yes, yes. Him. That's your lads. Youngest Noah champ, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, oh, so he's on to... Like, he's on a good path. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
doing well for himself. Doing all right. Uh, but yeah, I will say for me the matches that main match of the night was the um, that junior tag match. Uh, junior tag match. The junior match was fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoshioka winning. Um, it was so good. Start to finish was just an absolute pleasure to watch. What a match. Bosch loved it. Banging. So it's, everything was like super hard hitting and just like balls to the walls really fast. Like it flew by, I think it was probably like 15, 20 minutes. Felt like it yeah. was 10 minutes. Yeah. The way they were trying to kill each other. Yeah. But yeah. Another junior division from another company that deserves to be main eventing. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Themes. Give those juniors a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, that match was fucking stellar as shit. Absolutely loved it. Uh, and then for me, obviously, the super main uh, was fucking winning, winning the title. I mean, I will say, I will say, I felt there was a lot of reaction on the internet. Um, and I think if I was <laughs> far sure more was. invested in Noah, um, <laughs> go losing, I think I would be uh, more shocked at. But the fact that I've come in as a as a you know side uh, spectator, I, I I saw the match for what it was a really fucking wicked slower pace hard hitting slugfest, um, and loved it. Plus, I couldn't fucking believe he did it. I I didn't I didn't see it coming. I didn't I didn't think they were going to give a fifty eight year old the fucking title, but fuck me, they did. And they the shock style. the shock comes from the actual blink and you'll miss it end. Yeah, it really was. The it was like oh, I was over. Hurricanrana. Slash, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you were doing. Did it balls up a power bomb? Was it Hurricanrana? I don't know. It was and then it was weird. Like, oh and shit! Was, yeah. He just holds him down for the pins. Like you're being yeah. pinned now. Just hand but, on throat. But, stay down. Mate, my championship belt now. Go <sighs> selling that those beautiful only in Japanese wrestling shots where you've got over the shoulder reaction. From yes, the, from the combatant behind so you. So good. So like those screenshotted it I was like snap 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 this is picture perfect <laughs> I wanted a sc- I don't know if any photographers or anything got a different angle to what we could see on the stream because the ref comes in a bit too early for my liking Ooh. I wanted a picture without you, you got Muto looking happy for himself behind him goes like has that just even, happened even Muto, and then there's like a happy. ref he, even he's no, he, like yeah. uh, what <laughs> Yeah. I've, like, got, oh, so... I've got to defend this shit now. <laughs> and the forbidden doors open, so I've got to defend it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to do a You'll world tour next week. Yeah, I've got exactly. to do a... well. Yeah, I've got to do a world tour. There's still a pandemic on. Be him versus Jericho, battle of the dodgy Horikaranas. Oh, I want mate. it. To be to be fair, <laughs> I want it. Knees, so. <laughs> oh, he's got no knees. He's got, he's no, got knees. no knees, mate. Why has no one chanted that? I fucking love him, but I, if I saw him live again, I would chant, "You've got no fucking knees." <laughs> That's what we're going to be chanting when he turns up at attack <laughs> against um, Cara Noir. Pops, pops up, pops up at a rev, rev pro York Hall. Five hundred uh, drunken British fans. You got no news. You got no news. You got no news. Weirdly enough, and I and I sort of love Impact for this because I'm sure that they leaked. I'm um, quote air quoting now, but there's been loads of reports that um, 
Impact have now invited, and they did do before, they've invited uh, Muta to defend the, the GHG heavyweight on an Impact taping. And so that's been massively publicised around the, the online interwebs. But it's like, what? Really? Is this gonna... But you've, you've just opened the forbidden other door, <laughs> and now you're, you're, you're trying to get someone else through that door who maybe doesn't fit? Like, what? Don't open both doors at once, because you know what will happen... Muto will go Backdraft. through both. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, we've lost Muto in between the two portals. What? <laughs> no, he'll use that door. He'll bypass Impact and go straight to AEW. Yeah, it, I've got to be careful. Yeah. We'll wait and see what happens, and we all know what the fucking internet news sites are like and stuff. But like, they they were posting it a lot, and I was like, that that doesn't seem possible, but. If it is wicked, um, but I don't know. <laughs> we could have oh, the possibilities are now endless. Is he going to be able to defend that title, or is he just going to drop it at the first defence? Because he's that match I mean, has already been. But but he has signed on. It? He's signed on as a as a full time Noah wrestler for yeah. Oh, fuck three like two, two years, years. two yeah. years because the DT, DDT champion was one, and I remember yeah. Muta was a year. Uh, longer, so yeah, it's two years. Mm. So speaking of which, he's another which means, old fella taking titles. Yeah, but I mean, Moot will be sixty when his fucking contract runs out. I mean, props to you, bruv, but I hope he doesn't keep the title that long because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see. I don't want to see a match where his actual knees fuck off. <laughs> they just literally leave his body, and I'm like, oh, that looks horrific. Oh yeah, maybe not. Not. Mm. <laughs> I thought about it, Sorry. and uh, no, I'll we'll get do. another set put in. You can <laughs> do it. You can carry on working till you're seventy-five now. Uh, all right. Yeah, is that what you want to see? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I I want more wrestlers to retire properly. Liger's done it so far. Yeah, it took him a while. So far, so good though. He's, he might come back now. They'll... So far, so good. So far, so good. The forbidden door's got to be tempting. But no, you're right. He he, you know, he only ever said uh, he was going to retire when he was actually going to retire, which is maybe the first wrestler ever that's ever done that. Yeah, if, yeah. If he sticks to it, they should give him like a special belt or something. Yeah, the anti Terry Funk Award. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Bless him. Oh, Terry, hope you're doing well. Um, Any other comments about the Noah event? Uh, Just really liked, like you say, that junior match in the main event and uh, Muto selling. Mm. When he gets chopped in the face by Go. And his immediate reaction in English is just to scream, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just gets slapped in the face. <laughs> yeah, he, he was letting every English-speaking viewer know that, fuck, he was angry. Constantly yeah. as well. He was just like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> that and the uh, the teased moonsault spot was quite cool as well. Oh, yeah, my arse yeah, clenched on that. Entire... I was like, ooh. ooh. 
the entire crowd is like, you're not allowed to chant or make any noises as soon as he gets to the second turnbuckle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not allowed to do a lot of things, but ooh, it's fine, right? Because I'm yeah. going to do it. That's all right. <laughs> you can do, you can do was... it and intake air rather than expel. <laughs> Science. <laughs> so technically, it should be okay. Uh, that's because Carl's writing the Corona rule book. Thanks, mate. You're doing you're doing a stellar <laughs> job. Uh, oh yeah, don't don't put that on me. <laughs> um, right, yeah, fuck it. The no event was wicked. I re- actually, I really enjoyed the the general Budokan surroundings as well. It was really nice yes. seeing because obviously I'm as I'm sure you guys as well. I'm very used to the New Japan way of of lighting arenas where it's all about the ring, which I love and as how I enjoy watching wrestling. But yeah. it was really nice seeing the actual uh, arena because that's a beautiful fucking arena, man. So nice, mm. really yeah. liked it. Um, so yeah, Noah, 2021. I'm gonna put this on tape where, for the four people that are listening. I'm gonna watch regularly. Um, hold me to it. DM me and say, "Oh, you prick! Did you watch this?" And hopefully, I'll go. Yeah. Do they do they have anything? What else do they do in the year that's massive? Barish, terms... what are the big events? Yeah, yeah. Please, Barish, please put, help us. Put me on the spot. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you two. Like, I, I, this is the first like uh, Noah modern Noah event I've watched. Yeah. Full stop. Like the last time I watched, we're going to figure was... out. Like Kenta versus uh, Kenta. <laughs> yeah. I laugh, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> right. We'll figure out what the next big event is and we will cover it extensively. We'll bloody, we'll bloody watch it. We'll give you a blow by blow, uh, fuck by fuck reaction to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> How dare you drag Noah down to the gutter? I you didn't. Muta did. Their fucking world champion did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, fair enough, then. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Right. <laughs> the uh... sponsorship. <laughs> Excuse me. Jesus. Um, right. So the other big event that, that happened this week was the NXT event. Um, I watched all of it. <laughs> Nobody watched um, all of it. No question one. Mark? Did I watch all of it? I messaged you two what I watched. No, no, no I didn't watch all of it. Um, I missed. I skipped the tag <laughs> matches. Um, I watched the women's triple threat mm. where Tony Storm destroyed a table by looking at it. Um, I saw Gargano and Kushida uh, smash it up. I realised how much I fucking miss Kushida. Um, and I watched the uh, Dunn-Balor match, which was... Uh, this is a bit of one of those things that maybe everyone says and you say what, but genuine classic. Fucking loved it. So good. So good. Nice. My negative, and I'll say this before you boys have your chance to put your two cents in. I do not like NXT commentary. Put it out there. It's not a hot take. I'm sure people agree with me. I think Beth Phoenix, as great as a wrestler as she was back in the day, fucking shit at commentary can't <laughs> handle it 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 properly ruins it for me um do you boys agree or am i just an arsehole i think you know. <laughs> <laughs> i thought we'd purposely stay quiet for a bit to uh, <laughs> put you Thanks. on edge 
Thanks, boys. <laughs> no, yeah, you're not wrong. Right, it was a bit grating. I only watched the one match. I only managed to watch uh, the Kushida match. Um, but even during that brief period, all all three of them, to be fair, the commentary was just yeah dire. Uh, well, yeah, I, I won't. I, I did just single her out, but I will say all three of them, I I don't enjoy. But there's yeah. something I think about, and I said to you guys before we started recording, her thing for me that grates with me the most is the fact that you've got Wade Barrett and I forget the other dude's name, they're obviously bigging it up, getting excited in the moment. There's a big armbar happening from Kushida on Gargano, and then she'll just chime in as loud as humanly possible in a in a pitch that no one can hear apart from dogs. We'll just start screaming, Ah, oh, it's got a tap! It's got a tap as an armbar! <laughs> oh, I can't do it. I can't handle it. <laughs> That the other thing which grated on me as well were, were the uh, uh, crowd noises over the top. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> we we spoke about this as well, didn't we? The uh, mm-hmm. how it was kind of dictating what the viewer should be yeah. feeling. It honestly as felt obviously just general noise. This is NXT, but we we were talking about the rumble and stuff as well. It feels like you've got Vince in Gorilla, just with probably three buttons, like a general button, a chant button. And a boo button. Oh, maybe a fourth. Maybe he's got a this is awesome button. And so anyone that comes out that he likes, he's like, yeah, this is awesome. Anyone he doesn't like is like, click, ah, boo. And it just felt so unnatural. (laughs) So weird. I like to think they've wired it up to an old Casio keyboard for him. And one day he'll slip. In WrestleMania main event, you'll just get, boo, this is awesome. DJ. Oh. <laughs> With a woof, 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 woof. Yeah, yeah. Woof, 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 woof. DJ scratch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would be into a Vince McMahon remix, a remix of the crowd noises on his Casio. Into it. Oh well, I'm going to take that as a segue. Mitch, can you Hello. pop into our group chat and just look at the song I've sent you, please? So it's by somebody called Jermaine Jackson Jr. I don't think he's a member of the famous Jackson musical family. Barish <laughs> discovered anybody that follows... <laughs> what account did you put it on, actually? Was it on... Uh, I can't remember. Death by Lariat. It, it, would either... it might have been Death by Lariat. It was on the stories anyway, so it's disappeared. Yes, it was on your Instagram stories. We need to pipe, we need to uh, link this and do something with the playlist. But um found this Barish Hand song called Sean Michaels by Jermaine Jackson Jr. and it's it's just the best thing I've ever heard. Right. So <laughs> this this is basically my reaction to this video that you've both seen. I haven't. I'm gonna try and play it into the mic and not get copyrighted, but <laughs> you won't. We're we're. Facts. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Milf. That's my favourite bit. That's my favourite bit. Don't you remember him? I've, I've had three minutes of this song. Don't you remember him? Don't you remember Shawn Michaels? Let me stop you there. Shawn <laughs> Michaels Holy did not sponsor that. Shit. If you look at the view count, the only people that know about that song is us three and then the three other people I sent it to. Oh this week. I'm sweating. I'm fucking sweating. Switching music, the puss. Hey. It's that bit where it... There's 17 views. Oh, is it 17 you now? Re... When I shared. You genuinely when... have fucking. It's just you lot that watched. When it. I first found the YouTube yeah. video after Barish put it in his story, it was on like six views. But I just keep sending it to people. Barish, where the fuck do you find this? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good question. Just the uh, music, the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go go support good music. That's right, indie oh music important. Support indie venues and support indie music. Uh, and also, <laughs> if you're in any band, give up and just let this guy have all of your slots. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember Shawn Michaels from Degeneration X? What I like about that bit is he does slip into a flow for like. He's on beat for, he's <laughs> yeah, on beat yeah. for like a little bit, by, just by accident, and then he just. Oh, I thought he was going to go into a whole rap, but he just doesn't. Oh man, um, I fucking loved it. Like we say, we'll um, we'll put that in the link. So hopefully, <laughs> the four people that listen can make that twenty-one listens, and <laughs> it will be brilliant. <laughs> I also um, recommend if you unbelievable. if you enjoy it as much as I did. Go and look at his other stuff on his channel. Amazing. <laughs> is, there a, is it wrestling themed or is it just everything else? There's an EP called... I say EP, he's put it in one little collection. Called Latino Heat. And it's just him <laughs> saying all of... Yeah. it's just, But it's not wrestling based at all. The songs are just him saying every Spanish word he knows. I did listen to one of the other songs. Was it Bonito or something? Um, oh, there was yeah, there was La Bonita, La Bonita, yeah. Cocaina, La Bonita, Cocaina, and then there was Bandolero as well, which it did get stuck in my head. Bandolero. Right, I'm on that. What? We, need to, we need to wrap this fucking podcast as quick as possible, so I can listen to that beautiful EP. <laughs> La Bonita and then there was the oh. I don't know what EP calls it but I call it the misogynist EP because there's 
the songs are the same song, but he's changed the nationality of the of the girl. So it's a Japanese girl, um, not Liberian girl, because that's Michael Jackson. But they're all meant to be takes on that. So there's Japanese girl. I, um, I can't think of a, a Spanish girl, probably, so that he can say La Bonita again. <laughs> Genius. Well, he's everyone's favourite new artist, so watch out for... What's his name? Jermaine Jackson, Jr.? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In my head already. Yeah. Jermaine uh, Jackson, Jr. Fucking what a lad. Uh, look for that link. Uh, definitely, if you haven't already, stop this podcast and listen to that shit and then come back. <laughs> yeah, because you'll be in a good mood then for the wrestling, so you definitely... <sighs> Right, so the other a thing that we always seem to have a lot to say about, because a lot there's lots going on, is AEW. So, first things first, they had the, would you class it as first round, first bracket of the, the women's tournament, the, the Japan side. Yeah. Um, Barish, because he's a big old Joshi fan, uh, watched it live, loved it. Um, Barish, talk to us. Yeah, like you say, bracket one of the, the the bracket one. Round one of the Japanese bracket. Round uh, bracket was one. On bracket, bracket, bracket. <laughs> it's turning into uh, Wrestle Kingdom again. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, Amen. really cool event, really fun. Uh, had included all of the participants of the first uh, all-in event that mm-hmm. came over. When was that? Like two years ago? Three years ago? Two, yeah. Um, and you had four other new faces uh, being mm-hmm. introduced into the mix. Uh, four just really fun matches. Uh, and so you had first match, Yuka Sakazaki against Mei Saruga. Uh, everyone probably knows about Yuka. She was one of the participants in the the first AEW event, uh, Magic Girl, the one with the hilarious intro theme. Yeah, if you've not heard it before. Go check it out on YouTube. Magic Girl and uh, May May Sugura, Suruga, uh, who is on Choco Pro. Yeah. Uh, if you've not seen Choco Pro, go on YouTube. Lots of free fun wrestling on there to check out. Their match was wicked. Then you had Emi Sakura against Venny also known as Asuka, but obviously they changed it to Venny due to the other well-known Asuka. Oh, yeah, that other uh, Asuka. That other Asuka, whose name's actually not Asuka. That's confusing. <laughs> but Sakura uh, versus Venny was match of the night and almost like a uh, uh, like a main event sort of match. So it's well worth checking out. Then you had the introduction of Maki Ito into the mix. It'll be by wait, wait and see. She'll be in AEW before long. Yeah, she definitely uh, seems like a standout. Yeah, yeah. She's like blowing up the internet. Like people are really on board with her. People slag her off her, her wrestling ability because of her character work, but. I think she's really good. Like she's got a decent set of wrestling skills, uh, and the character's just hilarious. Uh, yeah. And then the the last match featuring 
uh, all Japan women legend Ajakong against Rin Kamakura. Hey. Not familiar with Rin, but everyone knows Aja. If you've watched one Japanese women's match from the 90s as one of the most brutal wrestlers around. <laughs> no, no spinning back fists in this match, but she did absolutely kill Rin. Really worth checking out. Uh, only an hour. Excalibur did commentary. Was really good with it. Informative. On his own? On his on his Todd, yeah. No Taz, uh, which would have been nice. No, no, no. We don't to... want Taz. We want JR to do it. No! Um, yeah. <laughs> Are you having a laugh? <laughs> no, no, no. no. That's, that's, that's how he gets cancelled. Well, it's how he gets cancelled. I mean, he, he doesn't even know whether his world champion is world champion of AEW or WWE. Let, ah, come on. <laughs> a bunch of Japanese talent he's never heard of. <laughs> be fucking ruined. Yeah, imagine him trying to um, pronounce some of the names. I mean, he had... We, before I, well, it sounds like we're burying him, I, we did speak about this a tiny bit before we started recording. I fucking love JR. He fucked up what belt Kenny was holding because he's an old man doing live commentary, which you sometimes fuck up. Have you heard any of these podcasts? We fuck up all the time. We said, don't. It doesn't matter. Just stop laying into him. It's JR. If he says something genuinely fucking bad, yeah, fuck him up. But he hasn't said anything. No. And we said last week, didn't we? We love JR. We just wouldn't want it to get to the point where it's more mistakes than good JR stuff. And at the moment, I don't think it is. I think it is more good JR stuff. And it's good to hear his voice over wrestling. That's what Vince McMahon should have done is had a JR button installed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right. (laughs) On that one JR button, it can only have one JR clip. What soundbite would you have? Find my hot sauce. Just... (laughs) Just, I mean, yeah, that famous one. <laughs> That's the, not, you know, you remember that 2000 uh, Royal Rumble main event? It was like, buy my hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, King of the Ring 98, Mankind's coming off the yeah. cell when he goes, oh God, buy my hot sauce. <laughs> God is my witness about to buy my hot sauce. Because I'll get fired. Just the word slobber knocker because you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the word slobber knocker because you could use it a lot then. Just that could be that could literally replace Beth Phoenix. Oh. Just slobber knocker, slobber knocker. There's a slobber knocker, slobber knocker. That's no, all I've want. You'd want for the whole three hours. You would want both. Oh my god, that arm, uh, that arm bar well. is it? Slobber knocker. Tap. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want. I mean, I'd, gi- I'd give it a go. It might be better. I don't know. <laughs> I think I prefer. I definitely prefer buy my hot sauce. <laughs> buy my hot sauce, but like that monotone. Buy my hot sauce. Nearly as buy um, my hot sauce. Nearly as random as some of Booker T's commentary, but <sighs> there's a later point in the playlist situation yeah. where, where we'll, we'll get onto oh, that. Yeah. yeah, I've got yeah. one of them. I got yeah, one of them. Yeah. Um, I I love him. <laughs> Wait, do or don't? <laughs> no, yeah, I love him. But you do. All yeah. right, I couldn't tell what you said. I said you said do and don't at the same time. No, I, I said like, I, I don't know what you just said. I love him, but he's uh, he's funny, isn't he? 
I thought he's a lad, but sometimes he says stuff when you're like, ooh. Yeah. Are you also in JR Cancel territory? I can't tell sometimes. <laughs> it was in the uh, Hogan Defence League, wasn't he? So. <laughs> <laughs> the old uh, HDL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all heard about that. <laughs> Got any. Uh... <laughs> Oh god. Yeah. One of my favourite wrestling pictures ever is one of Hogan's returns like recently. Or no, whenever it was, but oh, there's gonna say something else. All the all the superstars are like standing behind him for some reason, but Booker T's like two people behind him just giving him evils just to the back of his head. Yes. I love that <laughs> yes, picture. Booker. I love it. And that's why I fucking love Booker. Yes, we do. Doesn't matter if Hogan's in, out, or fucking all around about the Hall of Fame, if you see him you fucking give him the evils, because fuck that guy. Hmm. <laughs> so, Slobbernocka, yeah? Slobbernocka, no, yeah. No, buy my hot sauce. Buy my, buy my hot sauce. Slobbernocka! Buy my hot sauce. If that's not the name of his hot sauce, he is missing out on an opportunity. Oh, JR. I feel like it isn't. JR barbecue, innit? Oh, it's not even hot sauce, it's just barbecue. Yeah, it's not even... He probably has a hot sauce no, uh, variant. Yeah, no, yeah, he does He does have a hot sauce. Hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. Doesn't matter because he's not paying us, so we're not talking about his hot sauce. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, JR's oh. um, condiment section is shit, so fuck it. Um, yeah. We'll retract not that as... when he pays us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what to do. Until then... He was in your court. Jermaine Jackson Jr.'s hot sauce, banging. <laughs> Jermaine Jackson isn't paying us, but now I've <laughs> I just heard adore it, the guy. <laughs> I will, I will pay him. I'm literally going to pay him as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, Thank you for the tune, sir. Right, and once he releases that hot sauce, he can call it sweet chin music. There you go. The pussy. <laughs> And so then the other big AEW announcement, um, some might say the biggest, depending on how big you are into 90s Japanese death matches. Um, there was a little promo between uh, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, and it seems like AEW are going to attempt a exploding baseball bat barbed wire death match. I said that weird. We all understand what I'm trying to get to. Um, <laughs> um, fucking. We understand. Well, as long as you two do, you're the ones fucking <laughs> listening. Um, but a lot of fans, fans don't. A lot of AW fans just didn't know what was going. No, on. not at all. And I've got a lot to say about it, but. First of all, what did you two boys say? What did you two boys say? AEW are going to do like, a fucking uh, exploding baseball bat barbed wire death match. That's fucking sick. It's, I like fun stuff. I don't know much about this uh, type of match, but I like fun wrestling, and it sounds like fun. So I want to see AEW do it. Cole, first of all, you said fun too much. Uh, second of all, Thank fuck we're doing this playlist episode gimmick because holy shit, you're going to watch some proper, proper shit. Fun. 
fun, oh. fun, fun. Is that what it was billed as? An exploding barbed wire fun match? <laughs> oh, I hope, I hope so. I can't take them seriously if they're billed as like, I don't know. Scary, hardcore, because it isn't 1994 anymore. So I don't need it to... Exploding barbed wire, it's scary. It's not scary for me, I'm at home. <laughs> Moxley and Omega know what they're doing. Yeah. They're professionals. They're going to be fine. Says someone that doesn't that, that doesn't watch that much deathmatch wrestling in the slightest. <laughs> Fast forward to about an hour when we're talking about some of your matches. Yeah, crime. yeah. So the thing that I will say, and may, maybe I'll jump in before you two boys, and I apologise. So I've got I've got something to do a little bit of a rant about, right? And it and it is very much about this match. So I am uh, a big fan of. Um, the deathmatch scene, modern and uh, old school in nineties, and I'm very much a, mod- uh, a fan of, of general pro wrestling um, and more traditional styles. When this was announced, you had such a weird, which I think sometimes is what AEW wants: is the weirder the reaction, the more they get out of it. So you had the the traditional wrestling fans who were like, "Fuck this, I don't want to see it." You then had, which is the one, the the, the fan base I had, the, I've got the most problem with, is the proper deathmatch fans, who will say, you know, it will never be an FMW Anita match. Of course it won't. They say, you know, it's going to be uh, an, e- an easy-go-lucky match. That there's going to be a bunch of gimmicks. It's going to be sawn off barbed wire. It's going to be um, sugar glass. All this shit. Yeah, no fucking shit. It's a major company who are paying <laughs> yeah. tens of thousands of pounds per wrestler per year on contract who they want, first of all, of course, to put on good matches, but they also want them to be there week in, week out. Of course, they're not going to let them go through a fucking barbed wire, glass tower of death, um, go through every single level, fucking cut off the, the and slice their neck into and, and bleed to death. So there is going to be a form of theatrics much like WWF was back in the day. Uh, Mankind, when he moved over to to WWF, wasn't doing full-on fucking Japanese barbed wire death matches. WCW, um, again using Mankind as an example, but also using any of the ECW stars when they went over to WCW, their barbed wire wasn't legit. It was either plastic or it was cut off. Their panes of glass were actual panes of glass because if you go through one of those, you're probably going to have a fucking severed artery and you're going to die. So when you're in those kind of big league wrestling companies, there is a little bit of leeway in what you're going to see and there's a little bit of theatrics into it. So if you turn around and say, it's not going to be an FNW Anita match, yeah, no fucking shit. But it's the first time (laughs) in potentially i think 20 odd years america has even seen at this level anything close to an fmw deathmatch so let's take it for what it is let's say to the two being omega and moxie two of the best wrestlers in america at the moment let's give it to them and go right what have you got show it to me surprise me let's have a good time and watch this match let's not pre-fucking determine what's going to happen and say well it's not going to be this match so it's going to be shit Fuck that. Let them do the match. 
Let's watch it and enjoy it for what it is, and let's have a good fucking time. I'm sorry I ranted for five minutes. Had to get it off my chest. It was annoying the absolute <laughs> fuck out of me. Boys, how excited are you for this match? AEW promised when they started that they would do things differently. This is them doing that and fulfilling exactly. that promise. I exactly. don't know how you could be mad. You you can't be mad. If you're a fan of AEW, please tell me you watched for something different. Yeah. If you want wrestling, there's wrestling all over the That's place. Exactly that. And I think the good thing about AEW at the moment is they are they're almost taking a little piece of everything around the world that you might not have seen and putting it into one place. So, much like, yeah. and I'm sure you boys, you two boys can attest to this, right? When, especially Barish, when I first started watching back in, in the late 90s, I was watching WWF, and it was before the Hardcore Championship was around, but when the WWF Hardcore or Weapons matches... I was also watching ECW at the time and I watched numerous fucking like insane matches like that. And then I very much then stepping stoned into CZW. I then from that stepping stoned into FMW, um, into Freedoms when it eventually came around, BJW back in the day. And that was my progression and that's how I got there. To me, I look at and I think of the younger fans that are now going to watch the Last year's unsanctioned match between Omega and Moxley, which kind of, I think, is a stepping stone and shows what we're going to see for this new match uh, in terms of how they're going to approach it, kind of. Um, you you look at those ma- this, that match and, and this match coming up, that, that to me is going to see mm. loads of younger fans stepping stone, potentially, into Freedoms. Um, into current BJW, into GCW, into ICW, all these matches that do deathmatch wrestling. Yeah. So, it, it's it's not a bad thing. It's it's a mainstream accessible version of stuff that we're watching and very much enjoy, but for everyone. Yeah. Like you say, it's going to be good exposure for other companies doing similar or, for lack of a better term the real version yeah. of what they're going to do. Yeah, it's going to be more of a, a, a safer type of, of course, death of match. Course. Or it's going to be more leaning towards a hardcore match. Like It's it's a multi-million yeah. dollar company with a TV deal. I think TNT are going to be wanting people bleeding out in the ring on national no, TV. exactly. The end but of also, company. if you're paying a mega, potentially the first, second, third, fourth most uh, amount in the company, and then he's taken up six months from a severed archery, what have you done? You're paying someone for nothing. So you've got to safeguard your wrestlers. So of yeah. course it's going to be a bit of that. Um, and, yeah. and that's just part of it. Yeah. I, I don't understand the hate, to be honest. Like If, if you... If it's not going to be proper deathmatch wrestling, you've got so many companies doing awesome deathmatch yeah. wrestling at the moment. If you don't like deathmatch wrestling, same applies. Like, there's yeah. plenty of wrestling out there. Go watch yeah, Noah. Exactly. Go watch Big Japan. But but even even All if Japan. you're just an AEW fan, you're like, I don't I don't want to see this. Don't fucking watch that match then. Even in that two hours yeah. of dynamite, you've got almost every type of wrestling you could want to see. So, just yeah. turn off before the main segment of Dynamite if if they're leading up to a match you don't want to see, or at Revolution if you don't want to see that match, turn the fucking turn it off. 
it's to me it blows yeah, it's simple people, if you don't like it people find are, something else exactly like you're saying barish yeah it's not like people people are treating it like them uh in clockwork orange with their eyes <laughs> yeah. in front of a screen just images no, of Anita may, popping Maybe up. Tony Khan hasn't got Swish yet, but maybe that's how most people have got Dynamite on view. It's Tony Khan turns up, toothpicks your eyes open, and just makes you watch every single episode in a row. <laughs> Straps you to a chair. Now watch this gender reveal oh. live on TV. Yeah, that that's something. Are we going to get into that? Do you yeah. boys want to get into that? Hmm... I didn't watch it. I only heard about it. The concept of gender reveals is silly, aren't they? They're Absolutely stupid. stupid. For yeah. so many, for so many different reasons. What what uh, pregnant couples need to understand <laughs> is that the people around you are being happy for you, but we have our own lives anyway. We don't need we don't need to go around your house and have you cut open a cake and it be pink or blue. <laughs> yeah. We're being supportive because we love you. We've sent you a card. We've sent you some chocolates. Tell us in the group chat if you want, boy or girl. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a baby. It's cool. cool. You've, you've, what you've never should... been more real. I've never been more behind what you've got to say than this. <laughs> <laughs> it's bo- It would be different if you had a surprise and then you were like, not pregnant, getting a dog. <laughs> It's only going to be one or two things, isn't it? You, what, you bur- burst the balloon and a puppy comes out and you're like, jokes, it's a puppy, not a baby. <laughs> yeah, just, I agree. Gender reveals are my least favourite internet trend and it really fucking does me in. What's funny as well, people are, like to tie in, people are complaining about, oh, they don't want to watch a death match on AEW. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and give me a gender got, reveal. Give me a gender reveal. So I, I think gender reveals caused as many injuries as death matches last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 they did. <laughs> so many people were like burnt or knocked out from the, the devices that they're using to reveal genders. Just, oh, just cracks me up. Love it. Uh, Jun Kasai, if you're listening, uh, a gender reveal death match, please. <laughs> In freedoms, <laughs> we would all love it. And I'll, I'll, you know, it'd be great. If he could make it happen where he, where he slashes someone's forehead and then they just bleed out blue. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a boy. <laughs> this, it feels more DDT than freedoms. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, shit. There, there was a, there was a great match. I, I forget the uh, specifics of who was in the match, but in the early two thousands, there was a death match in Big Japan, which involved these giant balloons suspended above the ring, and they were all filled with thumbtacks. They could just repurpose that. That's what the AEW main event should have been. Like mash it together. Yeah. It's like here's here's two thousand thumbtacks. They're all blue. You know what that means? And then Brandy pops out for a second, does a little royal I mean, Cody gets smashed into him. <laughs> Cheers, yeah, guys. And then the ring explodes. JR comes out with, it means they're having a baby. Well done. <laughs> what a slobber knocker. Oh, mate. I'm fucking sweating. I'm laughing too much. We haven't even got to the uh... fucking main event of this podcast yet. Right. 
<laughs> we have not. Woo! Right. Any more AEW comments from you boys? Little Go quick on. bits. I like that they've got John, John Moxley working really hard. He was in the first match for Dark and then the main event of Dynamite. They got him all over the place. I think that's interesting. You can have him against somebody called John Cruz, whoever that is, <laughs> and then have also have him in the main event. I don't know how I like it. Like AEW's approach to things. It just feels normal as well. Like You see that and you, it's not as weird as when... WWE sends, say, Edge over to NXT. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Well, it was just weird. It's not weird, it's just cool. Dark is cool. AW's cool. Hangman Page. Do you think at some point he... Because when AW started, he was obviously way, way up in the main mm-hmm. event. Surely, eventually, at some point this year, he's got to get back there. The storyline at the moment's compelling. I like I actually I'm really enjoying the the Matt Hardy stuff and mm. he'll obviously eventually join the Dark Order. Mm. I'm enjoying it for what it is, but I think eventually he needs to go back and propel. He's very I'd good. like I see what they're doing. To me it feels a little bit like treading water. I I cuz I hope and we'll see what happens, but I hope after the Omega Moxley um uh rivalries is happened uh, I think Omega's going to come out on top, and I think I hope Hangman is the next challenger. Um, good. But the whole uh, this whole Matt Farhardy thing—it doesn't really—not that he needs to be fast tracked, but it doesn't fast track him from his current position into number one contendership with the whole thing that's going on at the moment. So. Nah. I want him to fucking cut loose the Matt Hardy thing. Just fucking start. Uh, Larry and every motherfucker that moves start drinking all the whiskey you can and just go just just go number one contender and have a, a sick uh, series with Omega Ooh. good work yeah, I mean he proved it in, I, I watched more of him in New Japan mm. to be fair because I um, the last time I saw Hangman Page in a match was the <laughs> going back to the, the fateful Stampede uh, match <laughs> him riding a horse yeah, more of that, I mean, please. Dude. But in Same ring, he's wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wicked. His new. Uh, it's another one of those things where I fully understand why he went over to the AW thing and he why he jump uh, jumps in with his mates and and pushed for it. But him in New Japan was fucking wicked, and I think from his yeah. uh, G one uh, appearance, his next G one, which obviously never happened, would have been. I think even better if he fully committed. It would have been he would have been like some of the maybe top four, top five people would have been fucking wicked. But you know, it is what it is. We should mention Sting, as he is a very famous wrestler. Is this? Are you trying to push this as a catchphrase? What you just saying? We should, we should, should mention Sting. Sting. We don't. We don't yeah, have yeah. to mention Sting. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have to mention Sting. We don't, we don't have Sting. to. You know, he's had many years in the business. He's done many things. You could watch any <laughs> episode of Nitro and see him. Don't have to mention him. He wrestled, sort of, this week. He took a power bomb. Yeah. He had he had certain naysayers. Oh, like you two, brilliant. This is awkward. Too. <laughs> I should I should have read the room a bit. I should have I should I should have just mentioned Shaq and moved on. Oh well. <laughs> he's back. He's giving thumps. He's taking bumps. Sting. Did you just say giving uh, thumps and taking bumps? 
That's Holy right. shit. <laughs> Tony Khan, if you'd like Louise. a commentator for Dark. <laughs> I'm about. Fucking hell. But he's back wrestling. Everyone thought, oh, he's not just going to stand him. there. He's not there to stand. He's, he don't even need his bat either. He threw the bat to one side. He's ready to go. Revolution. He's going to... Uh, I think he's got new yeah. moves under his belt that we've not seen before. I think this is a new era of yeah. Sting. We're about to be in the age well, age of the winter icon. Well, I'm really glad that you can um, watch and enjoy Sting because you didn't see the first time round. Uh, I did. Blonde hair. Also, I also watched the TNT first time round. Uh, I... D- I don't care anymore. I don't give a shit. Wow. <laughs> Your face. Why, why is this not a video podcast? Your face is probably <laughs> just dropped. You're like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I Dude, can't believe. Why sting saw, the bit? I, I fucking saw the NWO or yes. NWO yes. thing. I, I saw yes. the TNT, the TNA thing. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need to see him now. Yes, you did see NWO, and what's the? Give me, give me Orange Cassidy doing nothing and or everything. I don't care. Give me something else. No, come on. What's the hottest thing in wrestling right now? The most exciting concept is a Bullet Club crossover. We know that Bullet Club are like NWO juniors. <laughs> so you can't say. So why is Sting the one that you're leaving behind in the past? Is it because? So you you don't mind somebody. Yeah, so you don't mind somebody being Sting, so you're not adverse to the idea of Darby Allen. It's just Sting himself, the human, the man. Dude, but I like Sting. Well then, I get just, on board. I don't, I, I don't want to give him that much time or that much pros for being what he's doing for for AEW. It's cool, but let me show. Let me see someone else. No, I don't see anyone else. Yeah. Also, I didn't see the match. I only saw the one clip. No, that was of it. Of him taking a power bomb. That was the whole thing. Was that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. He hit some people. Yeah, it didn't look. Did didn't look good. Did he actually get up? He might have, did, did he get he... up I afterwards? Mean, from. No, he's still there. Uh, I mean, the clip. The clip I saw. <laughs> he's still there. <laughs> he's still there. Because <laughs> they they're recording the same place every week, don't they? See, I told you, <laughs> it wasn't good for him. Took one power bomb. Fucking he's still lying in the ring. Dynamite starts next week and it starts with them. The, the camera enters thing and he's like, "Boys, help me up!" <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just gonna throw a ref shirt on him, and for every match, they're gonna say, "Special guest referee for this match and every match." It's on a Dynamite horizontal this sting. Week. Sting. <laughs> yeah, just sliding about on one hand. It changes the little because they try and build it up every week, don't they? Sting is here this week. He's like, "Yep." I'm part of the mat now. <laughs> Where am I going to be? <laughs> Where else am I going to be? Of course oh, I'm here. Shit. Joe, I don't know. Do you? When is AEW Revolution? Uh, March seventh. And do you know what? Every oh, week, every week that they um, don't even announce something. He just said uh, we're doing an exploding barbed wire match. I was like, okay. Let me Google when that's going to happen. They didn't. They because never they told don't tell me. you. They didn't tell yeah. me when it is. I had to find out when they were going to fucking murder each other. And I was like, please. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tell me. And it's weird because they go, they go, oh, Shaq will be in a match next week. It's the so and so of February, and we're like, you've got a whole, you got a pay per view coming up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know. No, no, no. Shaq gets announced. Barbed wire matches. Well, it is. It's, it's as yeah. if they're waiting for Shaq's episode of Dynamite, and then from there they'll go right Revolution, yeah. and maybe they are because. Shaq's eyes will. Shaq's eyes. <laughs> Shaq will get. Shaq's eyes. Shaq's eyes are big and he will see everything. <laughs> no, he's too tall. I think he might trip over Sting. <laughs> he's going to go to Wrestle Cody, but. Is there always old wrestlers in the middle of the ring? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Power bombed. You know how it is. Power dead, uh, mm. and we had to leave him there. So, so sorry. <laughs> Uh, what's my point? Shaq being there will get eyes on the product and then they can yeah, start screaming about revolution. Oh, sting up. Fair enough. Yeah, some, someone should get Sting up. Oh, right. Fucking hell. That was a, a big old recap on the last week. Um, so, let's move on to uh, the podcast main event. Probably not. Let's not big it up that much. Um... So as you heard... What's the main part? What's yeah. the main part? Let's call it the main part, not the main event. That's that's too much of a too much of a thing. So as you heard from last week, we did we are doing playlists at the moment. Um, each of us are choosing four or five matches for uh, the other boys to watch, and then we chat about them because that's what you do. It's wrestling. Watch it, chat. Easy. Last week. Uh, Last week was my list. It was. How did um, you feel that went? Well, it's just made me laugh because you just said four or five. Well, maybe if I'd known it was four or five, I could have got rid of the one that got me roasted. Dude, do you know you wouldn't have got rid of that one? There is no way you would have got rid of the most fucking Carl match possible. No, because I still really like the blip and the, the story. You're right. I would have got rid of... I don't know. No, because I like the rest. Uh, no, yeah, like them all. <laughs> so five's a good number. Five, five's the number we're sticking with. I mean, I, 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 no, it would have If I had to, if I had to lose one, it would be the Lesnar Kurt one. No, you probably. wouldn't. There is no way you would have lost that one. No, no fucking way. Yeah, because everything else, there is. Anyway, it's Mitch's hey. week. Next week will be Barish's week. But yes, right now, Mitch's week. Mitch, you have five matches. I did. The first of yes, the first of which is Punk versus Cena. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Ah, <laughs> oh, CM Punk versus John Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. I'll let you take it away. Why? <laughs> What's happening? Great ask. Um, interesting one. Right, so I um. Oh, I could go really deep in this. I'm not going to. I, for a long time, fell out of love with wrestling. Um, the reason being, first of all, was the 2001 invasion angle was shit. So I stopped watching. <laughs> I, no, I don't want to interrupt no, you, but we Carl, definitely need to, do an Carl, ep- we need to do an episode or two on that. And I just wanted no, to throw I know. that We're going to. We're, we're going to. And it's going to be but... the screamiest podcast we've done. Anyway. That's the but reason yeah, I quick... stopped watching wrestling for a long, 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 long time. 
Um, I wasn't watching wrestling in 2011 when this uh, event happened, but this is one of the events that someone told me to watch um, a year or so after, which I did go back and watch, and then I then looked into the backstory, um, looked into why the match was happening and watched the actual match and fucking loved. Um, so... Um, CM Punk versus John Cena from Money in the Bank 2011. It's the the big match that everyone knows for. It was the Punk pipe bomb was the lead into this. Um, it was Punk kind of, you know, in the most kayfabe slash legit slash not um, way, uh, explaining all of his grievances with the with the wrestling industry where he was at the time. Um, why he wasn't the biggest, greatest uh, Stone Cold uh, equivalent wrestler and that kind of thing. Um, and why Cena, who is the Hogan of any generation, um, was as big as he was. I think the lead up was, was amazing. It was poetry. Uh, specifically, I say that that Pipe Bomb promo was something that I watched um that genuinely got me back into wrestling. I watched that and was like, fuck me, this is like the Attitude Era when someone was given a mic, they went out, they said a bunch of shit, they walked backstage and people were like, ooh, okay, that was a thing. Um, and as much as we know it was, you know, it was scripted, it was, it wasn't, it was a, it was a lot of the shit that he had to say. It was, it was very, very entertaining to watch. But, it led to this, um, and it leads on to, to the match in general. The match, to me, is a real kind of modern-day indie-style wrestling from CM Punk versus the old-school, not as old-school as Hogan, but but that kind of... We all know what Cena wrestles like. He's classed as the, the, the five moves of doom. Um, I will <laughs> say... Um, it to me, Cena's that kind of. Thing. I I don't like Cena, but depending on who he has a big match against, is what you get out of him. You can put him up against uh, a Punk. You can put him much uh, up against a Daniel Bryan. You can put him up someone that you deem as someone that can wrestle very well, and you will get a very fast, um, entertaining match. Uh, out of him or you can put him up against uh, a big show or a randy orton or, or someone else that is, is a bit more of a slow methodical wrestler and you'll get a boring as fucking shit match um him personally i'm not into but depending on who he's up against and i think with this match you really saw um the old versus new the fact it was uh, in Chicago, Punk's hometown, the crowd were, I honestly think, the number one uh, attraction out of this match. It was fucking insane. The From the entrance of, of both of them, from, from the Punk entrance um, <laughs> to the Cena entrance, which is the loudest fucking shit I've ever heard. So, so good. Um, into the match... Uh, the first good five ten minutes were just back and forth. The crowd were giving off as well, and then it, it progressed into the match, and it was just it was so fucking loud. It was so good. I 
<clears throat> genuinely watch this match, I would say, every couple of months. Uh, just because... And, and I will... Actually, I do... Yeah, I watch it every couple of months, but I will say the biggest thing, and it, it did make me feel a bit weird, I obviously re-watched it for this. The fact that at the moment we uh, are in lockdown, <laughs> we can barely see any other human being seeing and hearing that sort of reaction to anything be it someone you don't like or do like got a bit choked up was a bit like oh i would love to fucking watch anything that someone has a genuine reaction over it was tough that was tough um yeah but yeah boys i fucking love this match what have you both got to say about it so this is the second time i've seen this match ever uh i've a few years ago i think mitch you recommended yeah. me to watch if, this if you've if I you've watched this stage. match before it's definitely my doing <laughs> yeah i we were talking either about punk or cena and you're like yeah watch this match definitely punk. by 2011 i'd i'd, I'd def- probably punk <laughs> i'd uh left i that's left the world right that's proper throwing me the idea of you two sitting around talking about John Cena. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when Paris, I was like, dude, dude, I'm not going to recommend you good Cena matches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by 2011, I'd, I'd, I'd stopped watching uh, WWF for a, uh, a, a very I refuse to call them WWE and, and they will well. always be WWF. <laughs> I I never I I hadn't watched WWE up until this point because it was still WWF. Wow! They said get the F out, Andy and Pandas. you did <laughs> for over ten years. <laughs> I'll see you later. Yeah, you took it to heart. Uh, <laughs> too busy watching Japanese wrestling at this stage. But with regard to the match itself, it's you know it was a I thought the match itself was fairly average. But the crowd just makes it the insane crowd reaction. Uh, just like you mentioned, with with it being in Chicago and it being CM Punk's hometown, everyone goes mental for him positively, and the amount of hatred for Cena yep. as he comes out, the numerous signs that you see saying we will riot yep. if Cena wins or CM Punk loses, absolutely jokes, super entertaining. Uh, what else did I find quite funny in this match? <laughs> I quite quite like the little throwback to the Montreal screw yeah. job at the end. Yeah, I enjoyed with, that. Uh, Vince coming out, trying to get the bell rung, and then Cena being Mister. No, I'm going to win the way I want to win, and uh, instantly losing was hilarious. And then Plan B of calling out. Old domestic violence still Rio to come out. <laughs> it's quite yeah. funny. That was a dangerous gimmick name. <laughs> well, was it a gimmick <laughs> or was it a lifestyle? It's fine though. He got kicked in the head and knocked out straight away. So we know how to take him out. Yeah. And then in a very rock and roll fashion, he leaves through the crowds. Which I thought was great. Blows a little kiss. See you um, later, Vince. Colt Cabana yeah, was yeah. in front row. Yeah. That's another great picture. Good stuff. 
classic wrestling image, CM Punk doing the kiss and that fan being like, whoa, <laughs> oh, 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 that's what he sounds like to me. Every time I look at that picture, I'd say, oh, <laughs> it's CM Punk. Is the, the, so good. That fan's in a Punk t-shirt as well, I think. Yeah, question mark, I don't know, question mark. Sounds a bit too perfect. Imagine if he was in a Cena shirt. That would be oh. But bright orange, yeah. And then the guys would be like, oh no, <laughs> you're going to leave with More the like belt. The, uh, that lookalike. That would have been quite funny if the lookalike Cena in the front row tried to stop him leaving <laughs> with the belt. Was that? Just you picked him up, just FU'd him. And everyone was like, wait, what? Didn't he have a su- <laughs> Didn't he have the opposite sign with him as well? He had, if Cena loses, we riot. But just a one-man riot. It's just one dude. But honestly, yeah, honestly. <laughs> See, he, yeah, he probably was trying to do it. If you look in the background of um, Punk blowing that kiss, you've probably got that guy trying to start a riot. Just trying to flip every Punk fan. It's like, dude, in Chicago, you will get murdered. Chill out. Yeah, it's not, it's not worth it. It's just sports entertainment, mate, honestly. I love it, but don't get yourself stabbed up in Chicago. <laughs> I, th- I think the weird, like, obviously now I'm really fully back into into wrestling. And I've been for several years now. Um, I've su- subscribed to many subscriptions and all that kind of shit. I've tried to, and I haven't, I haven't really haven't got there yet. And I don't think I ever will because I don't want to. But I've tried to fill the gap of what happened between the years that I stopped watching, so 01 to around 2012. Um, hmm. So people can correct me, please do, because I'm not a, I'm not a, 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 a key person on this, this scenario, this uh, scenario and stuff. But in general, from what I've seen, this is the better, way better storyline I've seen out of all of that. When you came out of the the attitude era, there was some there was some decent stuff going on, um, and in hindsight, I probably would have enjoyed it. But especially after like two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, when it went into the more, I guess, what you would call the PG era, there was very little that I think would have really entertained me. Um, but when I look at this scenario, this to me is pure attitude era. It's pure good. Um, uh, WCW storytelling is fucking very good attitude era WWF storytelling uh, I think that's why I'm into it I don't know I think that's the reason I love it so much do you know do you know commentators don't even seem to try and do anymore in WWE as Commentate. well where they have you know they have their yeah well they have their script and they stick to it yeah they try a little bit at, at the start of this match they do try and the crowd is so loud it's they they realize they would sound insane if they try and be like seen as the company man and we can't let punk get away with the belt it's like no everyone wants that so it's not even worth trying to go down that part they obviously abandon it quite quickly except for booker t who doesn't know where he is but the only th- right i'm glad you brought that up though <laughs> I will say, I think this was, and I had to go back and, and do a bit of research. This was around the time that Michael Cole was doing the weird sort of hill commentator thing. Because yes, uh, I think so. I watched yeah, yeah. the opening couple of matches, and he. This was the period that he was calling Daniel Bryan a geek. Um, so he just <laughs> come over from the Indies. I think he'd done that whole shitty NXT thing. 
um, was main roster, and then he was just very, and it, it, he definitely feels like the mouthpiece of Vince McMahon. So he's like, "Oh, that geek Daniel Bryan will never be popular. Look at him, such a geek." And then you got Booker T being like, "Amazing talent, very good at wrestling. Look at him go." <laughs> this mad thing going on. <laughs> And then you you look at it for the, from this match, uh, and Michael Cole was just, um, oh, I can't believe what Punk's doing. Yeah. You know, just giving it the fucking company line. And then you see here even Booker T and, and the other commentators sort of being like, well, that crowd allowed for a reason. And Michael Cole's <laughs> like, no, they've been brainwashed. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Brain, it's Chicago. <laughs> they, it's your biggest wrestling territory in a country potentially, and you're basically like, no, it's been brainwashed by CM Punk. Uh, the biggest <laughs> lie Michael Cole has ever told, as well. At one point, he says, Cena has the STF locked in. <laughs> Don't lie to us, Michael Cole. We have eyes. Look. It- <laughs> Uh, it was locked in. Yeah, Michael Cole knew. He's been in it. Yes, he should know. There's a lot of, a lot of wiggle room. It's never locked. <laughs> There's some actually... So we've talked about the crowd a lot. There's some cool wrestling. There's CM Punk jumping from the turnbuckle and getting his knees on the back of Cena's neck. Gross. Mm-hmm. But like cool to watch. Uh, John Cena with a difference maker suplex out of the ring. Uh, John Cena, mm-hmm. I, I think I, I prefer the attitude adjustment that way. There's one where he's like, oh, CM Punk, going to fling you off to the side? No, no, I'm going to plant you forward instead. I like that. Yeah? Well, I did like you saying about the five uh, moves of Doom. He, he gets into like Cena mode not near, near the end where there's the desperation kicking in. CM Punk shuts it down really quickly. And I thought that was really symbolic of what they were going for, the whole story that they're going for anyway. Yeah. It was really good to see that in the ring. If you could show anyone a moment of like, what what is this about? What is this? Well, Cena has these moves he tries to do, and here's CM Punk shutting him down every slip of the way. That's it. That's the whole feud. Yeah. I think, yeah, exactly. That That's exactly the reason that I like that match. It's very... It's, it's almost beyond the the singular one on one match. It's very symbolic of possibly at the time what I was thinking about wrestling, just the fact that there's loads of stuff going on. I'm not sure if I'm into it anymore. And then you look at a match like that and you're like, no, this is very much, very much old school versus new school. Um, yeah, it was fucking wicked. Loved it. Fucking. We all, we all enjoyed it. Well, ba- Barish said it was all right, actually. So you're... Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> all right, Barish. No worries. <laughs> it's your turn next week. Yes, but whilst we're here, in the here and now, the next one on your playlist, Mitch, was Cactus Jack and Max Payne versus the Nasty Boys from WCW Spring Stampede 1994. Fucking yeah, boy! <laughs> um, <laughs> holy shit! Right. So, go on. Off, off the bat, right? There's so fucking many Cactus Jack or Foley matches I could have chosen. So 
fucking there are, many. I am curious um, about this. I know you love McFoley, so why why this one? Right. So uh I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed this playlist scenario is something we're probably gonna do in the future. Um spoiler alert, we are. Um <laughs> so, so there is so so many times and I'm sure one of you two would definitely have chosen, you know, you look at the Hell in a Cell match, you look at the Triple H Royal Rumble Last Man Standing match, you it's look a, at yeah. any of the Terry Funk uh, uh Japan exploding blah blah or the King of the Death match matches. But there is something about this particular match where you look at WCW at the time, um, you look at wrestling in general at the time, and there is, is there is definitely a formula. You then look at motherfucking Mick Foley and his goddamn cowboy boots, his flannel shirt, and his weird under white shirt yeah. <laughs> getting smashed in the face by a goddamn legit snow shovel. And then for really no reason, because he didn't actually have to take it, but he did, doing that back bump off the fucking ramp. <laughs> this match is insane. <laughs> it's it's barely over 10 minutes. Um, there's not actually that much lead into this match either. It's just the fact that uh, Cactus Jack and, and Max Payne have, um, have teamed up. They're, they're pushing for, for, for tag team domination or whatever. The Nasty Boys uh, are smashing up WCW. They challenge, and they just fucking decimate each other. The The 10 minutes is relentless. The fact they go into a fake merch stall, oh. because no one has bought any merch stall ever there, um, uh, is beautiful. It's just a case of like, Okay, yeah, cool. All right, we'll go into over here. We'll do a couple of table slams. No worries. Um, the, fuck, the, the Cactus Jack table suplex, the greatest thing I've ever seen. I still think that's his, my right, favourite movie. Thank you. And I don't know why he doesn't do it more often. Thank you for mentioning that, because I love that bit. <laughs> well, well, because it's a short match, we obviously all <laughs> saw the same match and love the same bits. Commentary fall apart over. I'm going to take you back to... Uh, Back to that merch table. Commentary trying to do a thing. <laughs> commentary so. trying to do a thing with the t-shirts. You know, Max Payne picks up a t-shirt. They're trying <laughs> yeah. to do a thing where it's like it won't even fit him. Yes, mate, he's not stopped it. He's not paused the fight to buy someone else's merch. <laughs> he is a wrestler anyway, but they keep they keep for some reason they you know he's using it as a weapon, and they're like, it's not going to fit him. The t-shirt, it's not. <laughs> we get it. He's using it as a weapon. He's not wearing it. And they're trying to do um, like uh, street fights aren't real wrestling thing as well. Yeah, right? and this falls apart as well because uh, they go um, they get all high and mighty basically and go. No one's even tried a pin here. No, no, that's wrestling. You aren't going to see any of that here. The problem with that is, <laughs> problem with that is they saved it too late, didn't they? So they're saying that whilst Max Payne's attempting a pin. <laughs> Yeah, there's so much of that. that. It's like you could have said it. They did have a while to say it, and it was something that I thought was like, oh, there's a lot of... Because there's there's a lot of damage being inflicted. You think you would try a pin. When do they finally say it? Just as one's happening. Beautiful. Yep. I've got so animated. (laughs) Which which sums up WCW. That that is WCW. 
being like, oh, they would never think of a pin right now. Fuck, they're doing a they're pin. Pinning. It's a pin. But that T-shirt wouldn't fit him, so I don't know why they've... <laughs> then the Cactus Jack suplexing a table onto one of the Nasty Boys is genius. I loved it. That was my favourite part. Maybe second, because the favourite part comes just after and involves the table. The Nasty Boy and Cactus Jack, they get on oh. the table. They're wobbling a bit, so, which I love. A wobbly table is always, it's going wrong one way or another. But I don't think I've, I've I don't, yeah. I do not think I've ever seen this before. The table just gave way, split in the middle as if the move had happened. So the thing is, so I, I'm, I think it was Max Payne, which is worse because he's was, bigger. He's a big fucking boy. And, um, those tables as well aren't just the WWF tables. They're the, they're the thick, almost, if you're, I don't know how many people listen to this podcast from the UK, but the UK folding tables from your primary school are thick boys. They are big boy <laughs> tables. Um, and they are very similar to the tables they used in that match. <laughs> and those two big boys went up and that big boy table went, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, it was just that was it was a funny part for me because crash the fuck right down the middle. It's not like a bit. I don't know. It's not like because they're wobbling. So it's one thing if they just fall off of it, but that middle of the table goes as if some kind of little ghost has hopped on and crashed through it. <laughs> it was weird. It was just so surreal to me. It just cracked me up. Um, yeah, a haunted table but... spot. Right, just to hop all over the place. <laughs> you know Cactus Jack is built from truth or consequences, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I, until I thought I'd Google it the other day, watching the match for this playlist, I thought it was a wrestling place. I thought it was parts unknown. <laughs> I didn't realise it was, it's a real place. No. It's legit. It's legit, it's man. legit, and it's named after a quiz show. Yeah. Fun bit of trivia. It used... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The quiz show came first and then the town yes. came. So, it was Hot Springs, New Mexico um, until the name was changed to that of this popular quiz show because the show's host said on radio, I think his radio show as well, so he's a famous national quiz show host. The quiz show is called Truthful Consequences. On his radio show, he says, like nationwide, first town to change its name to Truthful Consequences, I will come and work... <laughs> Literally, I'll come and film an episode there. So they change it. It's meant to be a temporary jokey change. The town fall in love with... like They really love the idea of someone coming to film something there. But also, they uh, apparently just everyone fell in love with this host. So um, they voted to keep the name Truthful Consequences. So they were hot springs, Fuck and then yeah. I, I I think I like that story because I also live in a little town, and I imagine if Deal or No Deal rocked through, you'd be Deal or No Deal Watford. Like, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but because it just sounds like yeah, like I say, it sounds like such a well, Death Valley's real as well. That's another one that I didn't realise for years. They sound oh, you, very... you thought that was a wrestling town. I thought so many of them were wrestling towns because wrestlers were characters. I thought oh, that was yeah, the idea. No. So parts unknown. It was when you could flick through 
uh, which game would it have been? It was either Attitude or Warzone. I remember flicking through and you get the bios. Uh, and Truthful Consequences, Parts Unknown, The the Boiler Room. <laughs> I thought none of these are real. All real. <laughs> Sheffield, come on. Sorry, anyone that listens in Sheffield. Uh, <laughs> apparently, according to Cole's brain, you don't exist. Oh yeah, when I was like eight, I didn't know. I didn't know what Sheffield was. Eight or twenty-eight or no twenty-eight? Yeah, well, but yeah. Truthful consequences is real. The other bit of this match that I really like is I like I like when matches end and there's still violence going on. I think it's funny. I, who's it for? It's over. And Max so, Payne just has to take take that table straight to the noggin. Yep. It's like, so Cactus Jack gets pinned from that fucking stupid uh, rump bump. And then the other two, no idea. No idea it's happened. No idea it's ended. They're like, well, pin? No. Smash? (laughs) No. It's like, can the other ref at least tell you it's fucking ended? Stop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, hilarious. I love that shit, and I don't. I don't know if the the link that I'm going to put into the uh, description or not. But I watched it on the network. Ugh, fuck me, right? Anyway, I don't watch it on the network because I watched the actual event. Um, and this straight away once the event ends, you get a Johnny B. Bad fucking promo, which after you've just seen ten minutes of genuine murder. You get Johnny B. Bad going, hey guys! It's like, this is so weird. So weird. <laughs> On the one I watched that come up, but I was still laughing about the, the table spot, so I couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, what match? Bang. That's why I chose it. Watch it. On a weird side note, I thought you had a theme going on oh, yeah? by the time I got to this match. Oh, he's gone and he's gone and picked Chicago-based matches. Oh how, wow, how strange of him! Do you know what? If ever you think that, it's not because I'm not that fucking clever. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then I I get to like match four. <laughs> no. Like, nah. nah, he didn't. Nah, I'm just <laughs> thinking too much. Uh. <laughs> I think you've you've both mentioned everything I love about this match and the fact that it's basically a massive clusterfuck of violence and just it's out out of control the entire time. Uh, and the nasty boys yeah. are living up to their name in it. That completely unnecessary like after the pin as well. One I, I think it was Sags <laughs> chucks the snow <laughs> shovel at Foley as well. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> I know I've lost. I'm just not gonna fucking yeet a shovel at you, you prick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so oh. unnecessary. Like everyone's like getting up after they've like, finally worked out the match is over. Apart from Cactus yeah. who's still because reeling on the floor. Genuinely, he's probably paralyzed. Bump. And that weird lingering, mm. especially before the, the Johnny B. Bad promo, when it's the li- weird lingering, it's like, I think it's Neil Patrick as the referee is sort of looking down, and he is genuinely talking to him, and then looking up at the camera, but all yeah. of it is not meant to be a thing. And he's like, oh shit, oh fuck, and he's like, this is, I don't want to see this. I know he's hurt. Move the camera. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, move on. Fucking hell. Sell me that merch. What merch? Anyway, I love that show. I love fucking dirty street fights. So, other matches. Huh? Yeah, you did have other matches on your list. So it's Mike Awesome versus Tanaka versus Taz. ECW, Anarchy Rules, 99? Right. Yeah. So let me launch into this because I'm I'm sure or I hope there is numerous people that are a huge ECW fans that are saying to me, "Hey Mitch, why have you chosen this uh, awesome Tanaka match?" Uh, I will tell you. The reason I have chose this match is I think it <laughs> encompasses quite nicely. Um, two points obviously the first point which we all know hopefully uh is awesome mike awesome uh brackets the gladiator uh and tanaka had one of the most intense one of the most brutal one of the most amazing to watch uh rivalries in fmw um it was something that has been on numerous uh, tapes that have been traded. It's been on numerous um, highlight reels. We've all, if you're into that sort of wrestling anyway, have seen some of the shit they've done. Um, they came over to uh, ECW in sort of around the late 97, early 98 period. Um, they continued their rivalry. Uh, one of the biggest matches in American soil was the Heatwave 98 match. Um, which is raved after some of the big spots you'd expect from those two, i.e. the over-the-top rope power bomb, has been traded from them both. Um, uh, they've also done ECW Hardcore TV matches. So the bottom line is those two have come over in a big way to ECW, have been accepted by the crowd as you'd expect because. Bottom line is if you bring people over from FMW, especially one of them being American, ECW crowds are going to fucking love the shit out of it. So um, their feud has been well documented in, in America um, for how short it's been, and mainly in ECW. But then you add in the factor of Taz, um, and interestingly, and probably one of the, the big uh, points at the beginning of this match especially... This is actually Taz's end or final uh, ECW World Championship match. It's his final ECW match because this is the match that he leaves to go to WWF. Um, if that was a good thing or not, it's for another podcast. But this is his final <laughs> ECW match. Um, and... Um, <laughs> So that kind of leads me into sort of, not really, but it sort of leads me into the match. Um, in very, very classic ECW style, they have a three-way dance. Um, the actual champion goes out under the first pin, being Taz. Um, and they've, they've employed this method numerous times in the, in the years uh, preceding. It's very much almost a, an ECW classic stint. Like, the three-way dance is their bread and butter match and then the Heyman way of booking is nearly always the, the the champion to go out first the crowd then know that you've you're guaranteed a new champion you're going to have two fresh bloods 
battle it out and smash the fuck out of the match because shit's going to happen. So, it sort of leads me in, so I don't bang on too much about this match. It sort of leads me into why I chose this one over the Heatwave match is because I enjoy the fact that you've got the the Taz leaving uh, mentality or the extra element of it. You've then got the whole roster coming out after he's been eliminated within three minutes. Um, sending him off, bigging him up. Uh, and then the match between Awesome and Tanaka that follows is classic Awesome and Tanaka. Love the shit. Love it. Um, fuck it. I love this shit. What are you boys saying before I love this shit more, any more than I have to? Um, can I quickly say that I, when I was reading it about Taz leaving, I was like, because <clears throat> you said his final ECW match, I'm of the understanding that he had a couple more smaller ones. Yeah, I think it, this was the, the big him losing the belt. Yeah, he got an awesome rematch think, as well, I think. Yeah, I think he had a, a TV match, and I think he had a couple of other ones, but this this being the big one that everyone knew what was happening. I find it very interesting that... Uh, jo- so, commentary, because we keep slagging off all the commentators, do an amazing job here, because I didn't put two and two together. If you had told me Taz leaving was 1999, that would have just blown my mind. I thought it would have been... For some reason, I had a bit later in my head. Mm-hmm. But the crowd are uh, chanting about Taz being a sellout. And then... The commentators actually mentioned that it's already on the internet. I don't remember internet in 1999 either, so this was really blowing my mind. Yeah, it's more like odd message boards slash... How old were you in 99? Seven. <laughs> yeah, of course you don't remember the internet. <laughs> Fucking hell. No one's going to let a seven-year-old on the internet in 99. I don't remember much <laughs> about the world, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but no... <laughs> Exactly, but I thought it was funny to hear them kind of be like, oh yeah, it's on the internet, so the fans think this now. I was like, oh no, wrestling, I do feel bad for you guys then. Were you ever on the forums? Have you been putting up with internet wrestling fans this whole time? No, at that period... Because that's a nightmare. I had an uh, AOL dial-up, which I would go on, I'd check emails, Mm -hmm. I would um, do fuck all. I'd do fuck all apart from that, actually, thinking about it. It took a couple of years until I had to whack, could do. Uh, download a sunny picture, but that, that's a whole different <laughs> scenario. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to bring this back. Anakin Rules. I'm sitting there watching. I sh- obviously, so Mitch has seen it before. Barish, I'm sure you've seen this match before. I, I have not. Oh, yes. So I'm going... First of all, where's Mike Awesome? <laughs> right? So first time viewer, I'm going, where's Mike Awesome? Mitch has lied to me. He's given me the wrong link or whatever. This isn't... Then obviously he arrives. So that's all good. Three-way dance. It was just... it was Yeah, that first bit was really fun for me. Just piecing together like, why does everyone hate Taz? Oh, oh, he's going to WWF. Which means... Another enjoyable bit was me going, oh, well, that's spoiled it then because he's going to lose. So, like you say, that happens really quickly. Mm. What's the point? We know it's happening. See you later. You still get your moment. You still get thank you, Taz, etc. Then it means you can crack on with the wrestling. And the actual... The near falls were very near. Mm-hmm. I say it's a lot because I love a near fall. Everyone loves a near fall. But they were very near. And me being me, I didn't know... 
I didn't know who was going to win. Didn't have a, didn't have a clue. Didn't matter to me. There was no logic. I could be like, oh, well, it's going to be this way or that way. Uh, Tanaka at the time was the FNW champ. Is that true? I Did think, I make that up? Yeah, I think at the time yeah. it was, yeah. So to me, I was like, oh, double champ. That's he exciting. Yeah. We love a double champ. <laughs> if he wins. And he didn't. Uh, <laughs> they, they didn't. Ah. So that's what I wanted. So like I say, from going into nothing, the commentary helped me build a narrative and I've suddenly, I'm picking somebody I want to win. So very, they did a very good job there. Almost, almost like commentary should do. Yeah, yeah. should almost tell you a story, make it a bit colourful and then maybe have someone else do the play by play. But you know, that was 1999. Things were different then. Ah, wild, wild times. Let's talk about Tanaka's somersault stunner <laughs> because it's beautiful. It's the yeah, thing he does off the, yeah. the turnbuckle. Yeah, that, that, that stardust. One. What an incredible move! That was my favorite. <laughs> so somebody in someone in Japan started doing that recently, didn't they? As they're finishing, how movie. recently? So. Wait, so, what? What? Someone you're quite a fan of, Carl. Well, you, I've from this. What? Where? I'm so lost, Barrett. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've not. F- oh well, maybe Uh-oh. he's not that much of a fan. Yeah, Naito started doing it this as year. A finisher. <laughs> this year. <laughs> oh, I've I've not. I take my <laughs> championship changes very seriously. And whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> So once your favourite champion loses oh. that belt, you ignore the fuck out of them until they get it back. Is that what you're trying to say? I've not in seen the Tetsuya Naito match since Wrestle Kingdom. What? <laughs> I can honestly tell. You're, you've just told me now. You can tell from the genuine shock. He's changed his finisher, and that's news to me. Cole, I've seen more Naito I, matches I, this year than you have. Everybody has. No wonder <laughs> the world is fucked. Everyone doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> the, yeah. the absolute king fan of Naito has suddenly gone. No, 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 no. I've looked. I've looked at some of the new Japan cards, and I can't do it. I, I just this is obviously we're going off on a tangent, but I can't do. It. I can't bring myself yeah, but... to watch Sonada lose to Ibushi. I can't. I Who gives can't a fuck about Sonada? When you're the fucking biggest Naito fan, I'm not the biggest Naito fan. People dress like him and grow their hair out. I tried, it didn't work. But it's not Do you know what? Do you know what? Right, again, I'm glad it's on tape. Everyone that Masato listens... Tanaka. No, no, we'll get back there. Um, I'm glad that everyone that listens has, has heard this. So when <laughs> Naito will inevitably start winning again, and Carl starts fucking bumming him. Everyone can then turn around and go, the no, 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 no. You fucking failed him when he needed you, <laughs> Carl. So you're not a true fan. If anything, you're the shittest wrestling fan ever. With wrestling in general. <laughs> you're shit. Bl- yeah. Well, at, at wrestling, yeah, I'm not great. My technical, <laughs> my technical ability is limited somewhat. <laughs> No, but I would say you um, you vote with your wallet, don't you? 
if merch sales go down and they go, oh, wait, what's we need to, oh, this isn't working, this new direction the company's gone in. And that's it. That's, opinions don't matter. Do you think New Japan look at Twitter really and go, oh, <laughs> they don't, they don't care. So you have to, that's all you, all you can do with any product. You can watch WWE week in, week out and moan about it if you want. Or you can just not watch. I don't know why I picked on them specifically, but you get the idea. Your AEWs, your so, so for me, your, from what you're New saying Japan, there, New Japan ain't you, kicking no, no, this year. No, no. You either watch your favourite wrestler, or you ditch him in the fucking dirt and let him grovel around on his own. Is that what you're trying to say? Listen, it's not about him, is it? We all know how these no, things no, work. This is there what are... this conversation is. is you neglecting Naito. It's not New <laughs> Japan. It's you and Naito. It is New Japan. It's nothing to do with... No, it isn't. I've, t- I've, I've said before, I think if Naito's not treated as the top guy in New Japan, he should go elsewhere until he is treated as the top guy. He's a top guy. I say this every week in one way or another. He's not a second guy. Cole, it's... Cole, Cole, Cole. When have you started being a politician? Answer the fucking question. Why have you neglected Naito? <laughs> right, listen. I'll answer the question how I want to answer the question. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm asking you a question. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, don't give me a politician. Right, okay. So, I haven't watched any New Japan. So, and that's where he wrestles. So, that is my explanation. I haven't watched any New Japan. I fucking hate New Japan. I hate Naito. <laughs> My That's name's it. Carl. That's the quote. And I think we should move back on to what we were talking about, which was ECW. I love ECW. Me too! <laughs> uh, especially that feud as well. I'd go as far as saying uh, Tanaka Awesome is my favourite feud in uh, do you know wrestling. what, Barish? I would uh, which... probably agree with you. There you go. Um, side note, it's in Chicago again. Not that it matters. It wasn't a... a uh... <laughs> there wasn't a pattern. They just... The first three matches. All right. So, it all so happened you know what? I live in Croydon uh, and I actually more import- fucking love Chicago. From one windy city to another. <laughs> but <laughs> nah, match was wicked. Like just from the get go, Masato Tanaka's theme just popped me hard and I was yep. instantly ready for the match. Uh haven't watched ECW in a long, long while and this brought it all back to watching the original tape round my mates many moons ago. Um, Taz doing his promo prior to uh, Awesome coming into the ring straight up healing the whole survive if I let you bit it's just amazing and despite the fact that Taz was kind of discarded you know he wasn't discarded he was only in the match for like mm. what, three four minutes he yeah. still managed to get his for moves the, in for those three he four minutes like an absolute he was, beast like uh, throwing people around fully belly to belly in Mike Awesome, who is a fucking big boy, especially compared to Taz. And Taz was just yeah. like, Woo yeet! <laughs> Straight over the ring. <laughs> Straight to yeah. the other side. With, yeah. with absolute ease. 
uh, amazing. Um, and then it just gets straight into back into the uh, the best feud ever. Uh, all, everything awesome does looks like either he's going to kill someone or the yeah. ring's going to explode from the impact. Every time he jumps off the top rope, the <laughs> ring, I just feel sorry for. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, famously between those oh, two as well, the chair fuck. shots as well. Just definitely. So if uh, if you want to really, really hurt someone and kill someone, but, it, but it's like you do it. The fact that Masato yeah. Tanaka is still wrestling and smashing it, amazes me. and he was uh, the match we spoke about earlier. Mm. He was at the um, the Muto match ringside with a fucking tooth missing. I'm not sure how. Yeah, uh, I don't really want to yeah. ask how um, because I'm sure it's fucking brutal. No, but um, <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 chair shots between those two. It's like. You've seen matches where they have fully just smashed a chair over each other's head. So they're like, no, no, I'm going to get onto the top turnbuckle and then I'm going to jump as high as I can and then smash the fucking chair into your skull. It's fucking stupid. How, how the fuck is Tanaka still even moving? How the fuck? And he... These solid chairs as well, they're bending like the bloody pizza trays <laughs> from AAA. The way they're hitting each other with them. Uh, that's, they they that, shouldn't be doing that. That's a throwback. You should nice. be getting like a... Shout out Little Caesars again. <laughs> <laughs> Little Caesars, yeah boy! <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, fucking beautiful. <laughs> Love that much. Just quality, quality and a nostalgia trip for me as well. Yeah. It was a good little moment for me to learn about. I enjoyed it. Right, so then you have picked another match in Chicago. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Steen, Kevin Steen versus El Generico in a ladder war for Ring of Honor's final battle 2012. Can you tell me, Package Pile Driver, why you would pick such a match? <laughs> um... <laughs> first things first, I think uh, exactly as Carl's alluded, there's a reason why uh, my Instagram's called Package Driver, Package Pile Driver shirts. I mean, I'm a huge, huge Steen fan. Um, we spoke about probably the number one uh, rivalry in wrestling, which is obviously um, Tanaka and Awesome. My opinion. Number two is Steen and Generico. These two, ah, mate, the the stuff that these two have put on, um, it's been next level. The bottom line is, so, right, to give you a brief history. So, obviously, uh, we know Steen and Generico, or if you're a WWF fan, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Started off back in the day in Canada. They were both wrestlers that are kind of uh, brought up together. They travelled together. They'd wrestled together. Um, for the the mid to late um, noughties, if that's the thing, noughts. Don't know. Don't know which one it is. Um, they'd be in a tag team. Um, they eventually then went round the indie scene. They got to Ring of Honor. Uh, uh, where they 
where they were a tag team. They did very well. They were challenging for the, the tag belts. Um, and eventually they then split off and they were like, do you know what? Both Canadian. Fuck you. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's what Canadians do. Eventually they decide to just go, nah, fuck you. Who knows? You're telling me that generic luchador was from Canada? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that's an interesting fact, right? Huh. Is Canada real or is it yeah. a uh, <laughs> It's not real. It's not real like truth or consequences. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, ca- Canada, kayfabe. Yeah. Um, so their tag run eventually came to an end when they were beat by the Young Bucks at Final Battle 09 at Ring of Honor. Um, and after that, they then started to turn on each other. Um, Steen, um, sided with Steve Carino and, uh, El Generico sided with, uh, Colt Cabana. And they went on to uh, rival against each other for several months. And they then, essentially, the rivalry cultivated at Final Honor 2010. And that match was El Generico winning and Steen being forced to leave Ring of Honor. He eventually came back. Um, they ba- They went back into being a rivalry. There's so much stuff in between this. I'm really skipping between. I'm just being an arsehole. Um, they then came back. They eventually then started being rivals again. Because who can't leave your best friend slash best rival alone? Because if you're in the same company, you're going to fucking murder each other, right? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, after that, so then uh, Kevin Steen became Ring of Honor champ. Um he was a dominant champ, and he then, obviously, as you'd expect to happen, it went into a rivalry with El Generico, which led up to... I'm skipping so much, it's insane. I'm, I'm always annoyed at how much I'm skipping, but I'm just going to go into it because we've already probably about four hours in this podcast <laughs> so far. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> it basically goes into the fact that um, Steve's champ, uh, they go into Ladder Wars... It's basically the bottom line. It's the, it's the end uh, match between them both. And that's the match you watched. I made you watch. So what did you think? <laughs> well, first of all, though, thank you for that background. Because I got none from the commentators because the match started straight away. So not really their fault. <laughs> but they were trying to do a bit of an intro and a bit of a tale of the tape, if you will. And uh, they, they literally go, no, no time for this. The bell's rung. Because Steve <laughs> and Jericho just start hitting each other. So well, just, if you don't watch Ring of Honor, it's your fault. That's pretty much what they seem to be saying. <laughs> uh, this was in the Hammerstein Ballroom. Why have I yeah. heard of that before? Is that an ECW place? That's a, a huge ECW jaunt. So then, what? Yeah. What's what's the? I don't watch a lot of Ring of Honor. What's the vibe of twenty twelve? When did Ring of Honor start? And who who are the fans? Are they old ECW fans? Fucking hell! Is it a similar? That's such, that's such a loaded question. You you were a fan of ECW, obviously, you still are. You both are, Ring, right? Did you enjoy Ring in of a, Honor a, for the same reasons? In an in a, in a overview, 
and now I'm going to throw to the bearish after I say this. Mm-hmm. It started soon-ish, like most companies did after ECW. Mm-hmm. Sure. They had uh, they were super very indie for a while, but they had the the distinctive fact that they were the whole code of honor and the ring of honor thing wasn't just a name. It was like they they were meant to be um, separated from other companies. Um, when they did big hardcore matches, it was um, not their bread and butter. The whole thing was that they were meant to do big uh, technical matches and such. Okay. Um, they did move into kind of the ECW New York Territory-ish. Um, the Hammerstein Ballroom, they definitely did a lot of stuff in. Uh, Barish, you can jump in anytime you want to because I'm very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I see where Carl's coming from, from the fact that the one the ECW were at Hammerstein a lot. And the crowd yeah. did have a very ECW vibe as well. Like they were going absolutely mental for it. Uh, in time scale wise, yeah, it was like early two thousands. Mm. Ring of Honor started, so that that kind of meets with the demise of ECW, um, or at least the the WWE yeah. takeover of the company. So I see where you're coming from. But what they did do was proper mad technical matches which they were famous for but then when they did go to the unsanctioned stuff it was extreme they had a <laughs> a, a raven cm punk rivalry which was really intense and really nuts and was it that felt very ecw but obviously happened later because cm punk couldn't have been around earlier because he was too young <laughs> yeah <laughs> Plus, there was, I think there was a um, throwback to that rivalry in this match as well, where people started chanting yeah. CM Punk. I, d- I don't know if it's a throwback to the rivalry, but I don't know. I kind of drew a conclusion there that because there was this heated feud between uh, Steen and Generico, and then they st- randomly start chanting mm. CM Punk, it just seemed like there was some mm. sort of correlation between the two. But uh, yeah, no match, match wise though, and company wise. More, moreover, Ring of Honor, like you're saying, they're not a direct continuation of ECW, but they definitely yeah. took elements of. And I think maybe the fan base were probably yeah, but I all think like ECW especially fans. the New York Ring of Honor shows. They uh, when when they put on a good match like this like a ECW style, they mm. went all out. The The crowd were like, they respected yeah. it, they appreciated it, they were like, yeah, thank you very much, this is ECW, we will fucking smash the shit out of it. Yeah. I suppose it helps that a lot of the roster would have yeah. grown up and Big been time. fans Big of ECW time. themselves. So that, that influence would have carried over like that. As you know... When things, when matches are named certain things or events have a name, I use that name to inform what I'm going to see. So I was very ready. This is called Ladder War. Not Ladder Match, Ladder War. So I was more than ready to go in to tear it apart if they didn't go to war. Never mind, because they did. (laughs) Yeah. 
was I fucking did? That was stupid. <laughs> I've never seen, still to this day, as many ladders in a match as I have in this one. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. There but, was endless. Yeah. But for a point, though, it wasn't for show. Every ladder that came out was getting smacked on somebody. Somebody's getting smacked <laughs> with a ladder. There's a couple of times where Steen should have kept the ladder on him because he would discard the ladder and then get a naughty suplex. Generico with the <laughs> dragon suplex. You just think, just keep a ladder on your Steen, mate. Just keep it in between. Yeah. He can't suplex you. If you just push him away with it, there are some I moments. think the one in particular you were saying, I, I, yeah, I don't... Old. Maybe it was a dragon... Or a full Nelson. I don't know. There was a yeah, suplex maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Generico did the stain on the ladder, which was just like, and it was early, and you're like, oh god. I know you're. I know you both are mates, but fucking what? <laughs> yeah, a good alternative title to this uh, match would have been a hundred awkward, awkward ways to bump on a ladder, because that that. That particular uh, bump in question, he takes, it's either like a, a one form of suplex or another to the oh, corner yeah, yeah. onto that ladder. But instead of landing on his back, it's straight on the top of his head on the most jagged point of a ladder. Yeah. Fucked. Yeah. I will say there are a couple moments I did question. But there's a point where Generico is outside of the ring. And then on his way back into the ring, appears to slip over, and the crowd start laughing. He was that legit. Like, I was going to say my only negative point about this match is is little moments like that as well. I respect it. So he he stands up. It looks like he he's making a point of being all rubber legged, and then plants himself on the floor. Yeah, like that is that's dedication, and I appreciate it yeah. and I respect it. But then there was the moment. It was later on. Steen gets knocked off the ladder. And they were trying to... Do, so, Jericho's first attempt to get Steen off the ladder, he punches Steen's ankle. What was that supposed to do? But I think Have it was you, more... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Have you ever been punched in the ankle before? No, not by Luchador. Yeah, shut the fuck up then. <laughs> not by Luchador. Um, uh, what was my... uh, anyway, gets him off the ladder. Steen lands on the ropes and he's bouncing on the ropes for too long it becomes cartoonish <laughs> it becomes more than just a, oh I'm so knackered and beaten up that I can't move off the ropes that would be one thing if he had left himself to dangle but he was just bouncing back and forth off the ropes <laughs> and this is after everything they've you know they, they've killed each other at this point and you think you don't need to make it look cartoonish like you're both made out of rubber just look like you're made of human it's brutal enough you sold that you you're winning <laughs> so that's my only little doubt yeah that's it there's your little that there was my only little like oh. make it look that's like it. you're made of human <laughs> Cole 2021 so basically Cole uh, you hated it you, you shit all over that match you were like nah it's fucking terrible nah the rest was hated beautiful it. wrestling no no just that last Too little cartoony. bit and I wanted Generico to win as well. Well. Couple of points about that, though. Like obviously, Steen mm, was playing yeah. the heel in this match. And Generico, the face. 
But I question that at the point where Generico was asking help from the ringside crew. And one of them happened to be wearing a Burzum <laughs> shirt. Well, you're a fake... A fake Mexican asking help from someone who likes... Questionable music. Uh, right-wing <laughs> black metal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I was yeah. firmly in the Steen camp. We should always be in the Steen camp. Come on now. Um... Yeah, agreed. Agreed. (laughs) What I like about, just before we move on, what I like about both wrestlers is they're over in WWE. They both seem to, they both seem like wrestlers that don't just take the script and phone Mm -hmm. it in every week. Like I think you can do there. You just had to do a job and you're just paid. Obviously, obviously Kevin Owens is still taking things and looking at his matches. Exactly as you're saying, I think him versus fucking Reigns at the Royal Rumble just goes to show that he isn't just there. He's taking the paycheck, but he's going to put something out that isn't quite, isn't stereotypical WWE. Like that match, I forget if we spoke Mm. about it properly the other week or not. I enjoyed it. That was fucking good stuff, man. I, I, I really enjoyed that match. And bottom line is, I fucking love Owens Steen. I fucking love that boy. It's probably because I'm a fucking little fat bastard anyway, and I would love to do uh, cannonballs into people left, right, and centre. There it. Well, (laughs) it is nice to see. um, Yeah, wrestlers look like everyday people and then be sick. Thank you, Steen. Because it's not like you're making me making me look like, good. Yeah, I, like, oh, I could, <laughs> I could probably do some do some roles like that. Nope, I cannot. <laughs> I can't move like that. You could do, do some roles. I could be run over. Wow. And I could fall off. All of right, a Austin. All right, slash Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Fucking behave. I can get run over, and I can get oh, I can be... fall off a ladder better than most wrestlers. <laughs> Do you know what I actually sound like? Is um, when uh, like beyond the map, Vince is hiring people. What can you do? Can you puke? Can you fall off a ladder? Can you die? What can you do? He's <laughs> 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 gotta puke. Oh, great, great times. And even even Sami Zayn, I like all the rumours that are like, oh, Vince wanted to do this. And then you will be like, Sami Zayn's going to be off for a few months because he didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just respect it. I like it a lot. Right, fucking hell. We've been talking way too long about uh, the matches that I've chosen. Uh, there is one more. We're gonna. I'm going to save it. I'm going to put a pin in it and I'm going to wait until some other time... These two motherfuckers allow me to talk about my fucking weird matches that I enjoy. So, those are the four matches that came from my brain. Those are the four matches we spoke about. There were good times. Uh, There was some fuckery. There was some weirdness. There was some good shit. Um, Both got any final comments before I wrap this shit up? Watch ECW. Watch wrestling in Chicago. I mean, actually, that's a great shout. Watch ECW, but only the Chicago events. Um, those are the greatest fun you'll find. Those are the best shit. 
You can find me at Package Pole Driver Shirts. There's underscores in between the words. Don't worry about it. You're not going to look anyway. Uh, you can find Barish at... Death by Lariat. Ooh, do it as well. He's got some shirts. It's good times. You can find Carlos at... KO underscore the DJ. Next week is uh, Mr. Motherfucking Barish's playlist. Um, Barish... Can you give us a, a small, a tiny taster of what we might find next week? Well, seeing as I reckoned you two would provide the US content, the ECW content, I, I stuck firmly in uh, the land of the rising sun, and we haven't had any representation for female wrestling at the moment. So, prepare for some of that. Oh, yeah. That's where we knew who uh, Mr. Barish would go, and he didn't disappoint. It's going to be a good time. Right, we are uh, the Scott Steiner Mathcast. You can find us on, I don't know, what is this fucking podcast place? Uh, you can find us on Instagram. Um, <laughs> you can probably... If you're listening now, Spotify. Uh, if you're listening now, Apple. Yeah? All right, cool. Oh, um, I love you all. I'll see you later. Bye.